Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Urban Law Show. And we have been in hiatus, but we are back. We are back. And so, Kennedy, what's up? It feels good to be back. Full year is over. We got an echo coming from you, Kennedy, for some reason. Uh, see if we can't tweak that out. Um, not the Urban. Oh, man. Happy Friday, y'all. It's good to be back. Indeed it is. Yeah. Well, Kennedy, Maestro, you, you run the show, so I'm going to let you drive. Well, we just wanted to go ahead. Um, first off, I wanted to start off the show by congratulating all the graduates of class of 2022 um, grad school and undergraduate. This happened this past weekend, so shout out to them. And then also, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, it was the spring game. And I know y'all paid attention to the spring game. How y'all feel about that? How y'all did y'all like what y'all saw? Leslie, you want to go first? <laughs> Listen, here I'm gonna go to the words of Aaron Rodgers. Oh my god. A little over two years ago. Relax. Mm. Relax. We're gonna be just fine. I saw enough to know. We're going to be just fine. So I will tell you areas of concern I have that we are already addressing, but we won't be able to see how effective it's going to be until they get on campus. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm very concerned about our kicking game. We can't get the football beyond the 20-yard line. That's not going to be good enough for kick. <laughs> people up in short fields all year long. Let me sit up for this. We, get, we, get, we got to get that fixed. We gotta Let get me sit up because he's about to start ragging on the kickers. Lord, I am aware Lord. that we have another kicker coming in, but I'm just I'm just evaluating on what I saw. Okay. And I, have, right. I did not see the progression in the development of the kickers from one year to the next. They should be better. They should be better now. It should be more consistent. And so being a former kicker myself, what I was kind of displeased with, with the consistency, the consistency, the consistency of the way they approach the ball. Uh, so every time that the kicker approached the kickoff, he approached it in a different way, which means you're not going to be consistent. You're not going to hit the ball at the same point of impact, which allows you to kick through the ball. So I wasn't seeing it. He was kicking under the ball, which gave him a short field every time. So uh, wasn't pleased with that, but I was very pleased with what I saw offensively. I was super pleased with what I saw defensively and special teams. So a lot of people worried about the offensive line. I want you to hear me. I'm not worried about the offensive line. Hmm. I'm not worried about the offensive line. Offensive line will be just fine. And uh, I think we'll find the way to manipulate that scheme. And I think we show what we wanted to show. So I've never seen a spring game where everybody looked their best because you don't show much of anything. Everything is base. So I was pleased. Yeah. Not only was it base, it was it was a mix. There was no true first team because that was the last player evaluation before the end of the semester. Right. And that's why the transfer portal was jumping. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Claren Ledger actually had an article out today that listed all of the players that, from JSU to hit the transfer portal. And, and I haven't even made it through all this yet. So, um, And that's not a bad thing, but I think people, a lot of people kind of up in arms about how many players leave. And I said, let me remind you of this. Football is a business. College football is a business, right? 
And so you're constantly trying to get better. You're constantly trying to have the best talent. You're constantly evaluating at every position. So what that means, you got to have the attitude of Warren Newman. They brought in a whole bunch of people to replace Warren Newman last year. He was not coming off that field. He's like, you're not going to work. You're not going out execute me. And I think uh, to today's athlete, to today's high school athlete, you 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 got to change your mindset because just like going into the workforce, it's an at will employment. They can fire you at will. How do you anyway? It's a business. All right, Dr. Evan, how you feel about the spring game? I want to talk about the atmosphere. It was great. We can get to the atmosphere, Doc, <laughs> but, but, but we want to hear your thoughts on the spring game because and then we'll get into the atmosphere. So what about what you saw on the field? All I'll say is spring <laughs> is not fall. So anybody who falls for that banana peel that Coach Prime put out there for y'all to see, <laughs> that's on you. I will say, because I went to the scrimmage, um, Coach Prime was getting in there. Like, you can hear him getting in their butt. Like on the field when I went to the and that's what I, that's what I mean by um, final evaluation. Mm-hmm. The people, a lot of the people who are listed in that article for the transfer portal, they started in the spring game, mm. not by accident. They get right. they were given every opportunity to prove that they belong. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I-, I was there. I was out there. Oh. Yeah. In all its glory, and <laughs> it's nothing like JSU football. Um, what I will say directly about the game, uh, if you know football, then the things that I was looking for is, are we living up to what Coach Prime always says? Are we, are we faster? Are we stronger? Are we acting with high character? Are we dogs? And exactly. Most of the people that I hone in on are more muscular, including including QB1. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's got a really live arm, and that does not bode well for the rest of the swag. Hello. And I like to piggyback off of what Mr. Peters said. Um, it's a business. And I'll never forget when uh, Dion got here, he said he wanted dogs on the field. So if you're not a dog, you're going to have to get cut. Simple as that. Well, I wouldn't even say that because if you look at what he's doing for those young men, even though they're transferring out, he's going on social media and giving them a positive reference. Mm-hmm. Jackson State is in a, in the elite of the elite when it comes to recruiting. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a numbers game. Some of those people that are Transferring out will be starters at other FCS schools. Right. They just won't start at Jackson State. So it's no really no knock on them not being dogs. It's just that our caliber of talent and the player profile, um, we are really deep at every position, including offensive line. So for the people that think our offensive line is broken and it's going to be what you saw last year, I will say one thing. When Coach Prime focuses on something, that something usually becomes dominant. If you remember from the spring to the fall, he said he was going to focus on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And look at, look at what that turned into. And it hadn't stopped yet. 
And so this time around, he said, I'm going to focus and fix the offensive line. Trust him when he tells you that. You know, I think here's another thing I want to remind you. Thank you. Thank you, Charles, for bringing it to everybody's attention. These players that are leaving Jack State are super talented. They will be starting. I'm telling you, they will be starting on somebody's roster in the fall. It's just that Jackson State, when Charles says Jack State is the elite, especially when you look at HBCUs, Jack State has more talent than anybody. I mean, it's the elite of talent that's coming in. And I mean, at the point that they come in, how talented they already are. So what that means is when you look at high school kids that might have come in, they just didn't develop fast enough to outplay the people that was in front of them so they can't get on the field. So what has happened now in HBU, HBCU space Jackson State is now seeing some of the similar problems to very strong power fives like, you know, Alabama. Not, now, let me be clear. I'm not saying we're Alabama. I'm talking about in an HBCU microcosm in terms of a talent. What you're seeing is players that are talented that they just can't get on the field here. They need to go somewhere else because they want to play. That's a business decision they're making as well. So it's not, it's not a bad thing. And so we benefit from that because we're able to get some very talented players that come from power fives, some that wasn't getting the playing time they wanted, they come here and be dominant, i.e. James Houston. He was a rotational player in Florida. He was a standout All-American at Jackson State. So look how that turned out. I think it turned out pretty well. <laughs> so those, that's what's happening. Now, if I was the rest of the SWAC school, the MEAC school, Dude, I would be, I would be very close with Coach Prime. What you got? What's coming out? Can you can you give me can you give me info? And I would be really attacking. And what you have, see, if you notice the portal, and if you notice social media and following these players, what you will see there's some coaches that have been very active. Let me say, Coach Dancy, Coach McNair, Coach Maynard. I mean, people, it, it's competitive. Everybody has to win. And the game has changed. And Coach Pugh. Coach Pugh yes. has a tremendously talented team coming back. So for He's anybody who thinks Jackson State is just going to cruise through to the Celebration Bowl and win, remember last December. We were all sitting around with the long face. Right. <laughs> they better be ready. Because, look, South Carolina State, and he has a different philosophy in the way he does it. But he but, does it. Huh? He does, it. But he, does it. He, he does it well. <laughs> he does it well. He is he is a serious developer of talent and has an eye for eye kids that nobody is, is given a chance that people overlook because they may be from smaller schools. They don't That's get right. recruited. And he can spot them and see, i.e. Darius Leonard, who was a walk-on, I believe, in South Carolina State. It's funny you say that you because know. my my example is going to be Dakota Durant. Yeah. He was a walk-on. At Lamar, at a Lamar High School, very yeah. small two A school, I believe. So, South Carolina State is is to the MEAC what Jackson State is to the SWAC, but South Carolina State is 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 a very tough team. And, and let me tell you, if if we are fortunate enough to get back there and and they get and they get back there and we play them again, we better be ready. Because it's going yeah. to be 60 minutes of, fun, of fun. <laughs> Not five minutes, but 60 minutes. Yes, I do agree. And I want to also touch on how you mentioned James Houston. 
how he's in the NFL draft. It's actually a lot of um, HBCU um, players that was drafted into the NFL draft and made history. So I really wanted to shed light on that. Y'all, Warren Newman, he also um, – it wasn't – I don't I – don't, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not the draft, but it's – I mean, it's not the NFL, but he got drafted into um, – is it like the CFL or something? Yeah, he signed a contract with the Montreal Alouettes. You mean Warren Newman? Yes, yeah, Warren Newman. The Canadian Football League. Very okay. strong, very historic league. And Warren Newman is the type of player who will have a super-duper career – playing in the Canadian Football League. And based on what he does, he's not that far from the NFL. At all. And remember, he might play that year and jump to the USFL, XFL, CFL. No, no, he's not going to jump from the CFL simply for this reason. His skill set is tailor-made for what what they do. And they didn't just pick him by accident. They have been looking for a return specialist for over a year. Warren Newman is a return specialist. Now, in the wide receiver rotation, he's probably going to be the fourth receiver. But in the kick return, punt return, I think he has a chance to start. Yeah. He gives me – he reminds me of – um, if y'all know Devin Hester when he was really good mm-hmm. at uh, with Chicago. Uh, yeah, that's what he has always reminded me of. What? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to look at you sideways on that one. <laughs> that's, a little um, bit. that's high praise right there now. Just <laughs> a little bit, a little now, bit. I will say this: he has the elusiveness. Yes, but he doesn't have the speed of Devin. Okay, elusiveness. Okay, but he does give me little um, snippets yeah. of this. Sometimes, he's quick. yeah, he's quick. yeah. So you know, like if you were racing Warren Newman in a 20 yard dash, he's gonna beat Jerry Tom. Um, exactly. Long stretch speed. He's don't get me wrong. You ain't gonna walk him down. He's fast. But he's not, he's not 4-3. And that's why I say his skill set is tailor-made for the CFL because the field is wider and longer. Really? Wow, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. How can you alter a field? I thought yeah. a football field was always – okay. Well, there are different rules in every league. Well, yeah. the CFL has different rules. The USFL have different rules. The XFL have different rules. Yeah. But I do want to – on that note, I want to name him. I want to give a shout-out to James Houston. The I love James Houston, Joshua Williams, um, the Kobe Durant, and Jatari Carter. So, um, yeah. Kobe Durant, South Carolina State, Jatari Carter, Southern, and Joshua Williams. Is that is he Delaware State? Where's Joshua Williams? No, it's uh, oh, he's not. He's he's like it's Virginia State, I think, or something like that. It's a D two school. Is it Virginia State or Virginia Union University? That one? No, it's a two school. I'll look it up and I'll, I'll come up with it in a minute. Um, I think it's Virginia State. Yes. Fayetteville State. Ah, Fayetteville. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Which is, which is a Division two. So there you go. I knew it was a Division two school. I just had the name wrong. But I definitely want to uh, shout out to them because they're definitely making history. And that just goes to show that regardless of the school you go to, a dog, people are always want a dog, regardless of the school that you go to. So, And you know what, Kennedy, because in Jackson State and D, I love once you're a part of the Jackson State family, once a Tiger, always a Tiger, I do want to give some shouts out to the departing players, which are much success on where they uh, land and start to contribute next. I like Brown. 
Cedric Moffitt, Jordan Williams, Damon Bell, DeMonte Holloman, Caleb Graham, Cedric Dunbar, Trey Lockhart, CJ Nunnally, oh, wow. Eddie Markaverick, you're not stopping. Steven oh. Singleton and James Reddick the second. So Yes. Much success to those individuals. Gotta make room, man. Gotta make room. We just signed the number one quarterback from the state of Oregon. So we did. You gotta have you gotta have scholarships available because our talent is up, is elevating, it's through the roof. Oh wow, baby. It's I'm excited for the fall. But transitioning from the fall, let's transition to now. I know y'all been watching basketball. I just want to know because you know. I don't think I want the audience to understand. If y'all been watching our shows, I like when Mr. Peters or Dr. Eric kind of getting their little stats because it's funny. But they always have their little predictions, and we always like to predict who's right and who's wrong. So, what do you guys think? Maybe not. Let's just say, how about the quarterfinals right now? Maybe not the finals, but who do y'all think will? What's your predictions, really? How do y'all feel so far? Hmm. I think there are two teams that are better than everybody else right now. And that will be Milwaukee and Phoenix. Mm. I think they're on a collision course for Milwaukee Phoenix finals part two. Okay. All right, Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't argue with Phoenix, but, but I live in Dallas. So I'm still rooting for the Mavericks. Even though they're down 2 0, let's see what they do tonight. Let's see what they do tonight. Uh, I think the bench plays better at home. The crowd is going to get into it. So they will play better tonight. And if they can just give Luca a little help, um, you know, they can sweep these two. And I love to go back to Phoenix 2 2. So yeah, they go back not, to Phoenix 2 2. You know, uh, do you know that to tonight, do you know that today is Chris Paul's birthday? What? So uh, I really wasn't trying to get in the headspace of Chris Paul's birthday because I'm thinking about the Mavericks now. We can win tonight, and we can win uh, on um, I think it's Sunday they play. We can go back two two. If we go back two two, it's a different it's a different series. Well, this is what I will tell you: start your drinking games now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. To me, the better series in the West is Golden State versus Memphis because it's a fascinating dynamic and a possible changing of the guard, uh, literally, because John Morant and Steph Curry are two of the most dynamic guards the NBA will ever see. John Morant is ascending and Steph is doing Steph-like things. It's a very physical series. Um, I was really worried when they took their time suspending uh, Dylan Brooks from Memphis. What did he do? Um, he broke uh, Gary Payton the second, he fractured his elbow. Um, oh, wow. Real dirty play. And since the, since the NBA was uh, taking their time, uh, Golden State activated Zsa Pachulia. So if you don't know Zsa, you can just imagine by that name, Jaja ready to get down. <laughs> no, for sure. Let me try. So it's starting to get get an '80s feel to it because it's a really physical series. Um, but I think 
continuity and talent wise. Uh, Johnny, uh, what's his name? Arthur Takumpo from Milwaukee. Yeah, is head and shoulders above the best player in the NF in, in the NBA. I mean, it's not even close. And so, until a team finds a way to address that, and he's not by itself. I mean, that's a very blue collar Midwest team, and they get down. Well, I tell you what, you didn't mention the Heat and the 76ers, even though that series is 2 0. Uh, the 76ers will beat Miami tonight. Uh, in fact, yeah, they'll win, they win tonight because uh, Embiid is back in, and Embiid is going to be the MVP this year. Uh, but he had a he had a fracture to his eye socket, so they, they beat him by 20. They had to get 79. Yeah, yeah, I mean. He's just that important to that team. But even with MB, I don't, I mean, one, Philadelphia, James Harden's best days are behind him. I think James Harden partied too hard. Um, and he's lost a step. But he has to have, I mean, at this point of his career, he's he's coming off the bench player. He's just a rotational yeah. guy. He's got no, he's starting. He's starting. No, but he shouldn't be. He he. No, nah, you got to start. He's just not the he's not he's just not the MVP caliber that he was. Now he you been going too far talking about James Harden. No, that's not it. But yeah, I mean, Miami is too much for them. Miami is one of those teams. We talked about Buddy Pugh. Miami is the South Carolina State of the NBA. They thrive on player development. Mm. If you go to Miami and you are fortunate enough to be in their system, you will come out knowing how to play professional basketball. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, well what about the Grizzlies and the Warriors? Yeah, I talked about that. You stepped away for a second. I, I, I'm intrigued by that series. I'm a little afraid, though. I mean, because <laughs> somebody, somebody going to get hurt bad in that series, boy. They playing 80s basketball. Well, they playing rough. So yeah. They like, if, if they did not have a rivalry, they have one now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I, agree. I agree with that. They don't like, I think it's safe to say they don't like each other. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even go that far. I think it's I think it's this. If you remember Detroit basketball versus the Bulls, Oof. Michael was ascendant, but Detroit said, no. Jordan rules. Yeah. And so I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And the problem with your team, with the Dallas Mavericks, is you have Luka, who is an uber superstar, but then Witty and. Uh, the rest of the crew, they're not up to the challenge. Well, Phoenix, Phoenix, I, let me say this, and I'll let you, I'll let you get to it. But Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix is not the team. They are not the team for you to come in and play so-so. Because Phoenix plays a real – Monty Williams has them playing defense, and Chris Paul is a maestro. And then you got the Mississippi boy, I mean, Booker. Oh, it. Yeah. Listen, listen, look, I don't want to insult Phoenix. They've earned it. They had the best record in the league this season. I mean, they were the best team in the league. Wasn't by accident. 
it's an uphill battle, but I got to be optimistic. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, look at it. And that's why I used the Michael Jordan comparison a minute ago. I mean, Luca is actually averaging like 40 points a game in this series. But that's all we have. <laughs> that's, my point. that's all you got. Exactly. It's not the fine heartbeats, it's Luca. <laughs> but the man saying the movie, ain't nobody came to see you, Otis. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, as y'all can see. Oh, go ahead, Miss Peters. I'm sorry. Oh, I just said that's true. Look, they came to see Eddie Kane. That's right. <laughs> so, you know. Um, no you know and, uh, in a couple hours, you're going to be singing Nice Like This. I wish. Raindrops would fall. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Listen, that's why I got to enjoy it in these last few hours I got because it's about to get ugly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as y'all can see, like I said, it's always fun hearing their finals predictions. Um, one thing I did want to give an update on is some news in Jackson. Um, so it was a shooting. Not I don't want to say this past weekend, but it, well, this was updated um, May 4th, but it was the Mudbug Festival. Um, I think that happened. I want to say when I was actually leaving from school. But um, so it is an update. JPD, JPD has arrested um, two of the individuals. They were teen shooters, Calvin Berry and Ledrick Trim. Um, they're denied bond um, on Thursday in Hines County Court. Um, but they did kill one of the 16-year-old shooters, which is Carmelo Broomfield. Um, he was shot in the head. And actually, they're, both of the teens that are getting locked up are going to be charged with murder, aggravated assault, and carrying a concealed weapon in a drive-by shooting. So please be safe out in there, um, Jackson. It's it's a lot going on. Um, you know, whenever the seasons change, school starts to get out, it's always gonna be a little hectic, a little crazy. It all it, it all it never fails. And, and I just wanna give y'all something. I've been subbing. <laughs> I've been dealing with the students. I've been subbing at the high schools. They a little talk about that experience. That's a that's a good uh good way to learn. Uh, about your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, kids. <laughs> I love them so much. No, it's not that bad. It's good. Um, Today I wore my polo at work and so many students like, you go to Jackson State? I was like, yeah, I want to go play ball there. I was like, well, be prepared. You know, Dion, he, you're looking for the best. And so that's, it's really good. I have to get some of them in line. I also have to tell them, like, don't even try to skip because I know what you're doing. I'm not that old, so... You can't really run game on me, so. But <laughs> other than that, um, it's good. So it is very a good, bit. very good. Yes, they are very antsy. Very yeah. antsy. They ready to get out. They got 16 days left. That's what I'm saying. So please just be safe, y'all out there in Jackson. Um, another update that I wanted to give here in Dallas. I don't know. Y'all don't really have to deal with this, Dr. Irvin. But here in Dallas, we do. Um, the Coyotes. It's, it's a problem. So a two-year-old um, was attacked by a coyote, but the coyote was shot and killed, and the two-year-old is to be expected to recover. But this is not the first time I've heard of this incident. Like, I want to say when I was in high school um, over here in Frisco, a runner was actually being attacked by a coyote, was about to be attacked by the coyote, but the Frisco police, like, drove through traffic and did his sirens and ran the coyote off. So... I just want to give this like a nice little warning, like just be safe, y'all. Watch your surroundings, watch out for animals, all of that. <laughs> be safe. That is 
that is a result of urban sprawl. Exactly. Yes. You have, built, you have built houses, neighborhoods, stores in their backyard. Yes. <laughs> Literally in their environments. Yeah. So, it sucks, but baby, Dallas is not going to stop populating. It's it's crazy. Literally across the street, they're making like a whole bunch of neighborhoods. Every time I come back, I'm like, dang, this is new. Like, what? Well, I need them to drop the price because you know I'm in the process of trying to move, and I need to. <laughs> they they liking their neighborhood a little too much for me right now. Yeah, Jerome Powell is trying to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this. Uh, here's the interesting thing about that coyote attack. Coyotes are typically nocturnal, so that means they roam at night. This happened at eight thirty in the morning. Exactly. It's very non-characteristic. Uh, a coyote. Um, so that that's that's concerning to me because if they start roaming in the day, um, it, it, you know, like because like if you see a skunk roaming in the day, that skunk is sick. Oh wow! So, so you better shoot it because it's not it's, it's 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 not right in the head because skunks are nocturnal too. That's why you see them at night. So, um, and when we first moved in our home. Like you said, we it, they had taken what used to be a field and woods, yep, and built a subdivision. And look here, I got me a trap. I caught fourteen skunks in your backyard, in my front yard. Because here's why: they like to they eat off these uh, little worms that, that get in your flower beds. So then I had to start getting people to treat those worms. They call them grubs. Okay. So that they, so that so that they're not there, so my house won't be attractive to them anymore. But what I did learn about them, they're not that smart. So I caught them with chicken, I caught them with peanut butter, I caught them with everything I had. And then one time, I caught two skunks in one trap. I mean, literally, he went right behind his friend. I'm like, you, that that was just real dumb. But okay, y'all both in there now. Now the beauty of it is that here in Dallas, well, in the subdivision I'm in, uh, you call. And then animal control will come out and they will actually put them to sleep. Oh, you man. better. Yeah. yeah. No, they got they got the tools. They got this long tool and they actually shoot the skunk. Oh. And kill it that way. And the skunk just goes to to sleep, or I don't know if they sleep or dead or what they do. But then they take the skunk, they pick it up, they put it in a bag, and then they I don't know what they do with them, but they get them out of my out of my neighborhood. <laughs> So, but look, and the thing about it, when they do it, they they got some kind of special treatment and chemical. When they do it, it doesn't scare the skunk. So it's like they're going to sleep, so they don't spray. Because what you don't want them to do is spray. Right, exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, 14, 14. Man, I mean, you can get a job at Alcorn. No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't get, no, no, no. I just said the trap. You sound very knowledgeable. <laughs> when you catch 14, you, you learn a little bit. Yeah. But I tell you what, I got tired of walking out and I'm like seeing skunks. I'm like, oh no, I don't do skunks. Oh, Sub <laughs> Subject matter expert. We gotta get you gotta get you an agribusiness. <laughs> I'm in the house, me and my daughter, she was little then. We looking through the window watching them go in the trap. We're like, we got it. <laughs> let's call animal, let's call animal control so they can come tomorrow and get them. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, even when we moved here, um I want to say my bedroom window faces the street. So I was like putting up some clothes. I look, see a coyote walking down the sidewalk. 
Yeah, it was at night, though. At night, yeah. I was just like, oh, my gosh. I saw one when I was leaving my house to go catch a flight. It was an early morning flight, so you know it's dark. Mm -hmm. I saw one walking the street. And you know it because if your lights hit a coyote, their eyes are very big. Mm -hmm. And it's like they almost glow. And I was like, I wish you, I will run you over. Man, why you didn't get that man a ride? He obviously was trying to get back in there a long night. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That coyote disappeared so fast. You see those <laughs> headlights? As soon as you turn it, because those headlights freeze them. And that's how you, you would kill them, just like a rabbit. See, I told you. He has, he has a, a, a skill set that we didn't know about. Like, exactly. I'm not messing with no coyote. I don't want to tangle with no coyote. He's giving me animal control. That's what it's giving me right now. He's the yeah. he's giving me animal control. Animal control. I'm just telling you, Texas is the wild wild west for real. No, for real. <laughs> but let's transition to the case. Hey, one more thing though. Before we transition, I did want to say we forgot to give shout out and love to Misha, Misha Williams. Oh yes. Who did get waived by the Indiana Fever, but but she's gonna she'll she'll be playing somewhere. Yeah. Journey's not over. Uh, she made it to the last cut and got waived with the final cut. But shout outs to her to being the first uh, women's basketball player drafted from HBCU since I believe 2000, something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a big moment. It is very big moment, especially for DR Love. And I'm really excited for the girls' basketball team. Um, their season next year is going to be. Oh, yeah. I'm planning on making a couple of those games. That's sure. going to be lit for sure. So, but I wanted to transition to the case that everybody is talking about. Very controversial, very disheartening and disappointing, very annoyed as a woman. Um, Roe v. Wade. I need some clarification because honestly, when I when I first saw this, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw this, I actually thought of YouTube. I said, I gotta send this to my bosses. I kid you not. I was on FaceTime with my best friend. I said, What? I said, I gotta send this to my bosses. All right, Kennedy. Language is very, very important. It's not Roe v. Wade, it's the Mississippi abortion case that the opinion was leaked on. Yes, yes. Which yes. is the first for the opinion to be leaked, and it seems in the opinion. That now abortion under the precedent from the case of Roe v. Wade is very much uh, in jeopardy. But I need some understanding. Like, how how is this how is this legally possible? Like, I, I really need some clarification. Because even when I was rereading the articles, it just I was reading different articles and, and none of it was clicking. So, Doctor Urban, please. You should not have. You should not have needed to uh, read those I just, articles. I just don't you said you sat through my class. So, <laughs> let me remind you, all of the things that we did when we covered confirmation. If you go back and look at the videos, the people who are voting to dismantle Roe v. Wade are the same people who wouldn't answer that question during their confirmation hearings, even all the way back to Clarence Thomas. Yeah, very true. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's something that you had to know was coming just based off of the makeup of the court. Yeah, regardless, even if we um, <clears throat> got uh, Supreme Justice, well, Justice uh, Jackson, and it still wasn't gonna, I don't know, it's just, 
it's you know, a t- the balance of the court is off and so it's, yeah it is still off it is still off these ideologies have been uh fought about you know but can you, can you still undo if if they decide because first of all when is it not illegal because this was a leak if i'm not mistaken correct this was the actual leak how who was not who was being held accountable here for that one because that is that not illegal well, I think the leak was either one of two things. It was someone in the Republican camp doing a trial balloon to see how it was going to go over because it's a big decision. Or it was somebody from the more liberal side saying, hey, this is about to happen, so you better get ready. Um, I wouldn't focus so much on the leak as I would that the fact that no it's not legal and here's why thank you the legislature could at any moment codify roe v wade but they don't do their job we know this so if it goes before the court and needs to be ruled on as long as they can show the rational basis in the argument which they i'm sure they spent plenty of time laying out what they were thinking uh they are the the high court It goes back to what I used to tell you all all the time. You got to vote because when you don't vote, these type things happen. Very true. I mean, that's true right there. Very true. And I had to explain that to some of my friends. It was like, how can this happen? I said, the um, <clears throat> like you said, the court is it's, uh, at a disadvantage right now. It's uh, full of um, Conservatives, conservative, yeah, conservative values. So they're going to tend to vote towards what they truly believe in. It was like, what's going on there? I said, I hate to say it, but I was like, life isn't fair, and we just well, trying to. <laughs> well, now you see, you see the value of voting and how it now affects you at a national level when it gets to the Supreme Court. When you have situations now where you don't vote and you don't do your job in Congress and one party controls both the House and the Senate in Congress, then what happens, look at what happens. Then when you have a sitting president that's of the opposing party, then they can stop him in the last eight months from appointing somebody and delay it because of that voting power that they have. So now when the incoming president, if they win the election, now they get that vote plus anybody that dies during their tenure. And and it turns out this happened to be the most horrible time because he got to appoint three justices. So, you know, we often in the moment, we don't understand how important voting is because we're only thinking of it right now. We're not looking down the road. And we only think of um, presidential. That's it. A lot of people yeah. only think of presidential. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, you know what, you know what Charles is going to say. All politics are local votes. Yeah. So, how can you? I guess my question is to both of you all to, regardless of this, if because I feel like this should be an example to citizens everywhere that if this could happen to such a prestigious case, a case that is at this stature, mm-hmm. anything could truly happen at this point. I feel like I'm just being honest because this is like an a historic case. You would have never thought this would have been. Why not though? And exactly. If, you, if you follow, if you follow the political football, 
one of the things that the Republican Party has become really, really good at is campaigning on the need to set conservative justices. This was the aim of that. They didn't just want to sit conservative justices because that's cool. They want to advance their agenda. Mm. You know, I'm going to tell you another thing that we don't think about, right? Mm -hmm. Here's something that's affecting all of us, particularly the middle class. And this is why I tell people, math is math. You better better understand that. Mm -hmm. You better understand how your voting affects the math because all that math is going to apply to you at some point. And here's where I'm going with this. During president, any presidential tenure, you better watch the manipulation of the tax code. And mm-hmm. the manipulation of the tax code during the previous president's tenure, President Trump, 45, it, it, it was more dramatic than I've seen in a long time because it, it was very pointed. And here's what I said in America. That, this is not white or black. This is green. If you're not wealthy, and you ain't in that top three percent. He hurt you. Hello. He, he hurt you bad because <laughs> what he did was, and I get it. He took care of his friends. His friends are in that three and one percent. His friends are not are not in the group where we are. So when you look at the tax code and you look at what they did with mortgages, now they they limited the interest that you can deduct on your mortgage. Are you kidding me? It's interest. So you limit that. You reduce what you can get for meals and expenses and a multitude of other things that we lost. There used to be deductions where you could lower your tax liability. So it put even a greater tax burden on the middle class. And watch this, the retired people. Wow. I didn't even pay attention to that myself. So you definitely just informed me right there as well. Look, midterm elections are right around the corner. Okay. Hello. If this is not a wake up call, then I don't know what it is. I'm going to tell you. you, you <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Hello. Just. People want to, you know, it's some people that's been able to ride high. They ain't riding so high now because that tech code changed. Exactly. So go ahead and fix it with your boat. So right. I will say from the both of you all, with this, because um, this is gonna be in the news for at least a good month, because it's not, it's it's gonna take a, it's gonna be the headline for a while. It's been a headline all week. I know that for sure. So, what could you say to people who feel as though, um, hmm, what I'm trying to say, not hopeless, but they feel like, what do you, what's some advice you could give to the public? Say you better get a grip on it now. What like, what do you think that we could do as citizens to make a difference in this situation, even though we don't have the exact power. Vote. Vote like your life depends on it. Because if you are a woman, now you realize the harshness of what they are about to enact will affect women who have problem pregnancies. It's not just, okay, abortion for abortion's sake. This is Let's say you have some type of issue during your pregnancy. It'll be illegal to get an abortion. So you need to vote because if you don't vote and the value of the vote in this instance is you need people in Congress that are actually going to do something. 
this is whew. like I said, the it's, the summer always starts off a little, little wow. Every time, every time, it never fails. Yeah, never fails. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm more disappointed. Yeah. Not surprised, but more disappointed in the in the justice system in the legal system once again. But it's just on a different scope. So you know what Dr. Irvin says that. Oh, I mean, we, we have to, and I know it sounds like a cliche, because it's what we always say. But I always say, understand why it's important to vote. And that's why we always try to do a good job of explaining. Look, all right, now here, let me break it down to you. You can only deduct so much of your interest now that lowers your tax liability which is what actually contributes to you getting a refund because you're taxed on less amount of money. So once I increase the amount of money that you taxed on, you're going to pay more in taxes. That's right. So, you know, that happened under past administration. So when you don't vote, now we get in a situation where the court now, to me, the court is at its best when it's about even. When you get heavy slanted either way, things have a, have a, Things have an opportunity to go awry. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, people might grab, but I like an even court. I like an even court because you get a balanced opinion, um, and that's just the reality. And if you really survey most people, all of us, I would be willing to bet that all of us have some issues that we're gonna be on different side of the tables on. There's some things I'm very yeah. I mean, but but here here's the striking thing about that, and this is the other reason why you need to vote. If you look at the opinion polls surrounding reforms to the court, having an even court is polling at about plus sixty-two. <laughs> yeah, an ethics code. Plus 62, you have a justice sitting up there blocking for his wife who was involved in trying to overturn a presidential election. Right. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> <sighs> you trying to tell y'all now? Just. You can't change the process if you're not involved in the process. That's right. There's no good to them. Like I had a student. Said, he said, Professor Peters, he said, uh, he said, I really wanted that A. Now, this is a student that had missed six assignments that had not turned them in as six zeros. Didn't take the final. Mm. But he tells me, Professor he Peters, <laughs> I really wanted that A. Mm. My response was, your work didn't indicate it. So you may want to find a way to connect your work and your effort to what your desires of your mouth are, because they don't they don't equate. And I grade you based on the work, and the work says no. you're not an A candidate. <laughs> vote. I see where you're going with this. You yes. just want me to say vote. That's what I want you to say. <laughs> you see how we? This is what we do. Yeah. You know, you just got to tie it in there. I'm just trying to tell people, you just got to vote. There's no way around it. So, before we get out of here, somebody has a hot girl summer coming up. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Tell the people what's going on. 
You are so funny. <laughs> so, but Wait, first, I had that track. I mean, I guess. <laughs> right. Start y'all. Somebody never, got somebody got a hot girl summer going on. Come I on, got it. I got it. Let me say. Let me say this. Let me say this. We are extremely proud of you. So tell the people what's going on. Thank you. Before I start, I want to say thank you to Dr. Irvin. Because before I before I even had to apply, he had to get into me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then Mr. Peters called me right after he did and got into me too. That's so, right. I want to say thank you because I was going to miss the deadline. I was going to be okay with it because I was like, I'm just going to apply for more internships. Like, it's just one little thing. <laughs> One little thing could change your life. Right. Very true. But um, this summer, so the last week of May, I will be going to um, Southern Illinois Pre-Law Institute. I've been accepted into that. So it's going to be this week where they're going to fly me out. We're going to be able to take trips to like the um, Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. But not only that, I'll be able to sit into like sit in law classes, meet up with um, actual lawyers, talk, uh, go to different firms. So I really get the experience. Then May 31st, my friend and I, my peer and I, Aaron, will be going to University of Michigan for a paid research program from May 31st to August 4th. And I don't want to speak too much on Aaron's because I don't know what she put on her application, but I know for me, um, I'm going to be conducting research geared towards like environmental justice, um, public policy and political science in the African diaspora. So things of that such. And I'll also still be working on, on research with Dr. Ori as well on the side. He's one of our professors here at Jackson State. So he's taking a sabbatical this semester to work on research. So, but yes. Yeah. And she still got urban law responsibilities. Yes, I do. I still do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're very proud of you, young lady. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. And that thank will you be, for- That will be a tremendous experience yes. at both universities. Yes. Yes, so let me just say this. We will be announcing probably some just some air times and some things different to make sure uh, we can keep Kennedy included uh, throughout the summer. So we may have a change of air time. Just follow us. We'll send announcements. Kennedy always does a great job in that. But uh, just keep rocking with us because we're going to break down all the things that's happening. And then yeah. Kennedy's research is going to be in that mode. So we'll be able to kind of see her take us around the places where she is at the moment and we'll get to kind of live vicariously through her. So um, so we, we may be having different times that we come on air. So just make sure you like the Urban Law page so you will get notified. We'll, it'll notify you every time we get ready to go live. So please like the Urban Law page so that you can get notified because during the summer months, we'll be popping up at different times. Yes, we will. But I just want to say thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. I tell my mama and daddy every day. I was like, they they really got into me. But at least I at least I apply. And they was like, that's what you're supposed to do. I said, okay, calm down. They was already into me now. You got to get me again. <laughs> okay. But I, before we wrap up the show, well, before we wrap up the show, I want to say, what are you guys um, – the way we can end it. What are you guys most anticipated for y'all summer? Uh, I can start. I, I gotta move. move. I gotta move. You know what I'm saying? So where you I'm gonna move? To move? I'm trying to downsize. I'm trying to get a smaller house and move mm-hmm. uh, closer into the city. So, uh, so yeah. So that that's what I'm what I got on my mind. And then hopefully when that's behind me, I would like uh, the family for us to get one really nice family trip in 
before school starts. And so I don't know though. My daughter's schedule so doggone busy. I don't know. I feel like I'm just a darn chauffeur driving her around. So what happens when you have a high schooler, big man? Man, I'm telling like every time I have a dad said, so we can go here. Oh no, no, I have I have such and such day. I got this performance. I got this. She's her, how old That's is good. she? When does she take her own like permit and stuff? Look, we're just starting to teach her how to drive. This is the kid that comes to me and says, hey, dad, by the way, I, mean, I want the Tesla. She had the Model S, 2022 version. It's $136,000. And uh, how much are you going to contribute? You want a Tesla? You heard what I said. Now, Baby. my response to that is I'm contributing zero. <laughs> but I will set up all the technology. <laughs> Not zero. <laughs> Such a... Such largesse. Oh like, if I get you a Tesla, it's going to be a remote control one. Because <laughs> you know? you, you, one thing you can know about your daddy, I'm not about to get you a car that I don't even have. So you, you know. That's literally my dad right there. He, yeah, I had a 2000 Toyota Sequoia truck. It was passed down to me when I got my uh, license. Then I kind of hydroplaned, but it's okay. But the bumper was messed up. So he got a new car. It was like a 2013. So I was like, am I going to drive it? He's like, you're not going to have the newest car in the house. So you'll just drive this car. I was like, really? Like, you that petty? Like, <laughs> No, it makes sense, though. It makes sense. You Look, you can't have the newest car in the house. That, that, no. Petty. Men are petty. And here's the thing. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. I could be the wealthiest person in the world. I do not buy kids luxury cars. You buy your I'm, own luxury. Yeah. I will buy you a new car. But you, I don't buy you luxury. You have to buy you luxury. Luxury is, is an option. That, that's you're, not supposed a to buy, you're supposed to buy an A to B. You know what an A to B is? No. It gets you from point A to point B. <laughs> <laughs> point B. <laughs> it has nothing, well, to, do, has nothing well, to do with style. It's all about function. <laughs> right, right. Now, now, understandably, you're a girl, so I'm going to make sure it's a dependable, so I know it's going to get you from point A to point B. You know, if you were like us, fellas coming up, our parents, our daddy didn't care if we got us a point A or point B. <laughs> like, you better learn. Let me teach you how to change this flat. Let me teach you how, yeah. to, how to do basic stuff. It was, it was hairy at times. Yeah. <laughs> and we can tell you some stories. Even while we were in college, but we both had visits from our hometown mechanics to fix our car. We didn't yeah. get new ones, man. They really needed to be replaced. But instead of us getting new cars, our parents come up to see us and bring the mechanic with them. That's what? Right. Yeah, right. fix our old car. They brought the mechanic with them. Yes. So, so look. Yeah. So we came up the hard way. We had to get out the mud. So I'm just saying, I don't buy luxury. That's right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Doctor Irvin, what you looking forward to this summer? You I know, know you glad school's out. You know me. Work, work, work. Yes. I may find my way. I may find my way into a few adventures. We'll see. Yeah. Yes. Take some time off, at least. We definitely going to find one adventure together for sure. Show. Sure. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I will say, um, Kennedy, again, so proud of you. Take Thank advantage you. of all opportunities. We expect great things out of you because uh, you got you know, you to come back one day and take over run the show so we can retire. That's right. Well, yeah. we got a we got a whole slew, of y'all. Y'all gonna y'all gonna be we done train y'all up, and then y'all come back and fight the good fight. I gotta see. Right. I see who gonna who gonna replace me, Doctor. You gotta find somebody when I graduate who's gonna replace me. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know that show, child? 
Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's how it works. Uh, okay, I have to think about it. You have to start, yeah, you have to start developing people and figuring out who I is going to behind you. Yeah, and then we'll interview them. But yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. It's a rite of passage. Yes, yeah. I understand. Well, you have to give us three. And we interview three, and you sit on that panel, and we we we, we yeah we got a, we got a process, but yeah you 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 have to do that. That's your job. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the show today, y'all. Um, this was definitely fun. We all missed the Urban Law family. I will say that we definitely have missed you all. Any last things? And Mr. Peter, you can wrap it up. You have anything else to say? That's all I have, Charles. You got anything before we say see ya on the other Happy side? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers yes. out there. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, so we all get in trouble. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Dorothy Peters. Happy Mother's Day, Marsha Peters. Happy birthday, Mary Irvin. Happy I'm Mother's Day, Sherry. Yeah, I'm, I'm I should have I started naming names. I'm right, now, now you're going to miss somebody. So you're getting in more trouble. trouble. Doctor Irvin, didn't we say we were going to do this before? before. He's he getting in more trouble. Happy birthday to all the mothers. Happy yes. Mother's Day, not birthday. What are you saying? Oh, Lord. You got this, this, Mother's Day. Just, oh, just, cut, it. just, just cut it. Just, just cut it. Just cut it. That's what you did. You got me going. I, I, I just, I'm just, I'm done. I need to do the show because I have put my foot in my mouth. You have. You have. Just stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> Bye, Urban Law. Love y'all. <laughs> Thank you.